leap to what's coming up. If you look at the next image, we all know what a leaf looks like, right? We all know what a pencil looks like, or a bit of dust looks like, or some of us know what a vinyl record looks like. Uh, but all these things, really, they should be easily identifiable, right? They're everyday objects. But here's the thing, is that when we see them from a different perspective, when we see them zoomed in close, we have no idea. It doesn't make sense. We don't see the whole picture. You zoom out, you go, man, that's obvious. Of course I know what it is. But when you're zoomed in close and so focused on just a tiny detail, it's actually really difficult to tell what the whole picture is like. It looks completely alien. and Your, your perspective actually changes how you approach something. It changes how you see something. If you can't see a complete picture, you never fully understand its complete purpose. You see, we, we have a perspective like this in life too, I think. That when we've zoomed in on the picture of life, we've zoomed in on God's purpose for our life, on our life in general, we've zoomed so far in that we don't have a good understanding of what's really going on. We don't have a good understanding of the whole picture that God actually has for us. Sometimes we're so close to something. So involved, so immersed in what is going on that we can't see the bigger picture. We lose sight of the context and fail to fully realize where we stand and what we're facing. And I, I, I was reading this verse and I think it really perfectly encapsulates this thought, right? It's found in Psalms chapter 3 and we're going to read verses 1 to 4. And so this is uh, David saying this but before he's king and he starts with saying, Oh Lord, I have so many enemies. So many are against me. So many are saying God will never rescue him. And then in your Bibles, in mine at least, in the NIV, it says interlude. Okay, now the word actually used here um, is really the, it's the Hebrew word selah. And uh, the actual definition isn't really properly known, but it's an instruction to the musicians. And, and what we believe it means it is basically a, an interlude or a break. To have a break, to have a pause. And sometimes I think we can all do with a break, yeah? You know, you see what's going on with David. I think we can all do with a break. I found that Australia is uh, it's a land of the self-made man. All right, it's the land of the self-made man or woman. It, it's a man, land where we uh, work and work to be a success. But can I tell you that sometimes the most effective thing you can do is actually take a break? Yeah, yeah. Is actually take a rest and a pause, sila, and just sit there for a moment. Because we're all determined to just keep pushing through, pushing through, pushing through until there's a breakthrough. Sometimes we'll just keep going and going and going. But the only thing we ever break is not break through, but we actually just break ourselves. Yeah. Because we keep going and we never take a break. The thing we need to get a revelation of is that we're not self-made, we're actually God-made. Amen? You're not self-made, you're God-made. And so we need to realize it's not by our own effort that we're going to break through. It's actually with God that we break through. When we follow Him and listen to Him, we'll break through. Now, so David takes a break, a sila, and it marks a clear shift in David's thinking. His perspective and his language completely change. And so verses 3 to four says, but you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mountain. 
You see, David's reality is, that, is in verses 1 to 2, where he's saying, Oh Lord, I have so many enemies. So many are against me. So many are saying, God will never rescue him. And here's our problem, is I find that this is where most of us stay. We stay in our reality. We stay and we focus on what is right in front of us, right here, right now. It consumes our mind. It consumes our thoughts. Everything we do is based around what's going on right now. And we start speaking it out. When we're speaking about how's your week going, and we start talking about our problems and what we're facing and what we're struggling with, but we stop there. We just keep going. Maybe these sound familiar. I'm too busy right now. I don't have any time for myself. Or the bills just keep piling up and piling up. I don't know how I'm going to pay them off. I feel like I pay one and another comes in. I don't have the money to keep going. I don't find any satisfaction in my job, but I can't change because this is all I know. Or maybe, you, you know, you, you, you've been thinking, you say, I've been struggling with my health for years and years and years, but it'll never change. It just, it just is the way it is. We get caught out when we're speaking out our reality. But we stop there. Now we speak out what we're facing, but we get stuck and we fail to do what David did was, which was take a break, pause, just stop for a second. Stop trying to make it on your own and make it happen and push through and push through. And maybe think, hey, I'm not actually going to make it through myself. Maybe if I just take a stop and allow God to show me the way he wants me to go, stuff's going to shift. David takes a break. You know, both statements of David's can be in our truth. He was facing many enemies. People were speaking against him. It was true. But the bigger picture and the greater truth is that when he declared, uh, you, you know, the word of God after taking a break, he regained perspective. And what we see with David is that he actually ends up becoming the king of Israel. And then at, at the moment, he's being chased by his enemies. And if he just stayed there and just focused on the problem and the mess he was in, he never would have made it out. But he decided, hey, you know what? My God is bigger than the problems I'm facing. I'm going to change my perspective. I'm going to change my focus and put it on God. And he actually ends up fulfilling the promise that God spoke over his life. You know, he, he doesn't stay in his reality, but he starts to speak faith into his situation. Remember what he said again, but you, O Lord, are my shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mountain. The most important thing that David did was he didn't finish with his statement of reality. He actually finished with a statement of faith. It's okay to talk about what you're going through. I'm not here tonight to say, hey, don't talk about your problems. I'm actually here tonight to say, talk about your problems, but continue on that conversation and finish it with a statement of faith. Finish it with what God has spoken over your life. Finish it with His promises. Finish it with His word. Finish it with the name of Jesus. Finish it with a faith statement. Say, I'm not staying here in my mess and my problems, but I'm actually going to move forward into what God has for me. I'm going to understand I'm not stuck here because God's pulling me through. Amen. You know, we see David, he goes on to become king. It's, it's incredible what happens when we just focus on God and not on men and not on our situation. You 
in our zoomed in, hyper-focused nature is, it's really, it's a result of listening to circumstance, listening to society and to culture, to other people, rather than listening to the very word of God. You see, the, we, we choose to listen to other people. We choose to listen to what everyone else is doing. We choose to listen to social media and, and the feed that we, that we look at the first thing when we wake up in the morning. We, we choose to listen to all the co-workers around us. We choose to listen to all these other people. But we need to listen first and foremost to the Word of God. He's the one that gives us the purpose in the first place. He's the one that has set you up for success. He's the one that created you and has an incredible plan for you. We need to listen to His Word. We need to take a step back and see our lives, not through the lens of our circumstance, but through the lens of faith. If we are so zoomed in, just like on those pictures, we'll never understand what God really has for us. If we're so zoomed in, we'll never get a good understanding of, of what's going to happen. And we'll just be stuck in the zoomed in picture where we're just confused. We don't understand what it is. It's just confusing. You know what? There's many people in this world that live in a place of confusion. We've all probably experienced it, living in a place of confusion. And it happens when we don't allow God to speak over our life. When we don't focus on the Word of God and we just focus on the circumstance. Instead, we're always taught, right, that, that being focused is a great thing. And it is until you become focused on the wrong thing. You know, you can be super focused, but it, it, unless it's positive and unless it's being focused on God and it's God given, it, it's, it's going to actually distract us from what we need to be hearing and need to be seeing. It's simple, and yet so often we keep choosing to focus upon things that are not beneficial for us, and are not life-giving, and not God. Don't we? It's a simple truth. It's a simple message. But it's so easy to be ensnared by the enemy and just focus on all these little things going on around us that grab our attention because they affect our now. And we're so, um, we're, we're so dictated to by our now that we actually forget, you know, what God is speaking over our entire life and the big picture that he has for us. Now, i got a question for you right now is what's got your attention? Right now in your life, what has your attention? Whilst I'm preaching and you're not fully listening to me, what's got your attention? I'm a realist. Half a tuned in, half a tuned out. You tune in and out as we go. That's okay. Got to get the right words across to that. But what's got your attention when you're driving in the car? What, what, what was your conversation? When you woke up this morning, what was the first thing you thought of? When you went to work this week, when you when you know, on Sunday night as you're about to approach Monday, what's the first thing you think of? Are we just focus on work? Are we focusing on a week we don't want to have? Are we focusing on the bills coming in? What's what's got our attention? Because really what it needs to be, what we want it to be. Is that we're actually thinking about God and His promises and His goodness the first thing we wake up. That when we're driving here on the way to church, we should be stirring each other's expectations. If you're driving on your own, stir your own expectation. If you're driving with your, your husband or your wife or your family, start to say, hey, what, what are you expecting in church today? What did you come expecting? You know, Pastor said we're stirring your expectation before. What did you come believing for tonight? 
Because we're coming into the very presence of God, right? The King of Kings, the one who can do miracles, the one who can shift mountains and heal and redeem. What's your expectation? If you don't have one, start thinking of one. Start, start increasing that expectation right now. God's got something incredible for you tonight. What are you focused on every day? Is it succeeding at work or uni or, or your kids? What others think? The battles that you're facing, the problems, the opposition, what has your attention? Because you know what? What has our attention is what we give the most value to. You want God to have the most value in the most important place and position of power in your life, you need to give Him your attention. If your focus is on work, it can be something that's positive, right? Well, it's good. We all need to work. We've been praying for jobs tonight. But sometimes what we do is we focus on work and all we see is work. We think, okay, what can I achieve? What, 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 how can I be more productive? You know, you, you start to focus on the pressure to succeed. You start to see the limits in your ability to be great. You're just focusing on how can I be better at my work? What can I do at work? How can I get promoted? And it's all about you and it's all about your workplace. Whereas really what we need to be focused on is God. And allow God to arrest our attention. You can go to work and you can start seeing, okay, what purpose do I have? What God-given purpose do I have in my work? How can I step into my workplace and respond to the calling of God that He has in my life? I know I said I've been a pastor since I was 20. But I, I've worked as a personal trainer for a few years as well. And I had to understand that actually working as a personal trainer, that, that was my place of ministry. I had to take going working in a church and, and going to outreach in schools and go, actually, well, you know what? The place I'm walking into is just like probably most of you here today going, this is my ministry. This is my calling. This is my marketplace. How do I walk into this place and fulfill the calling of God? How do I have conversations with my clients, right? That, that brings about an openness and, and where I can just start to speak a positive word into their life, where I can start to speak a word of God into their life, when I can start to share some of my faith in their life, where I can start to create a reputation that, yes, I'm a good personal trainer, but also I'm someone that cares, also I'm someone that loves, also I'm someone that, 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 that will give them attention, also I'm someone that will encourage them and challenge them and build them up. I will go above and beyond what my job title says because God calls me to do that. We're going to start having our God focus on when we step in our workplace and start to see, hey, what, what's the eternal, whoa, 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 what's the eternal value I can add here today? When you focus on the battle you're facing, sometimes all we see is the overwhelming odds, right? Maybe you're facing some health issues. Maybe you're facing some issues where you don't have a job right now and the money's running really dry. And what we do is we focus on what we don't have. When we get so focused just on the problem, we look at our lap. We're like, there's no answer. The doctors don't have an answer for me. All the medication is doing is sustaining me. It's not healing me. There's no breakthrough. You know, there's no job coming. I'm, I'm, I'm underqualified. There's no opportunities coming up. And we focus on the issue. But what we need to do is take a step back, right, and focus on God. 
Rather than focusing on the problem, focus on him. Focus on his word. Realize that the God you serve is greater than any problem or opposition that you'll face. Realize that the God you serve is the one that slays giants. Realize that the God you serve is so big that it never even says in the Bible that he's big. Yeah. You know what? It never says God is huge. It never says God is big. You know what? Because you can't put a size on God. Right? He is infinite. He is greater than all, right? And, and so you serve that God. That is the God who is on your side, that has gone before you and walks beside you, and whose arm is there to catch you if you fall. That's the God you work with. We need to focus on God and His Word rather than our problems. Because He has a greater picture for you. His picture is not your problem. His picture for you is not sickness. His picture for you is not financial ruin. His picture for you is prosperity. His picture for you is health. His picture for you is breakthrough. His picture for you is you fulfilling your calling and purpose in Him and seeing His kingdom grow and expand. His picture is seeing the Spirit of God and the gifts of God come and work through you in incredible ways, miraculous ways. That's His picture for you. It's not your problem. That's his picture for you. He's got something greater for you. So we need to focus on his word, not what we're going through, not just the circumstance. Let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. You know, when we fail to focus on God, we highlight our lack and inadequacy without bringing up God's all-sufficiency. He is an all-sufficient God. There is nothing he cannot do. You know, focusing on God doesn't remove the other things that we've been focusing on. But what it does is it brings it into perspective of the light of God and who He is. It doesn't just simply immediately remove the problem, but you start to realize how small it is compared to our God. You need to take a step back, zoom out, and shift your focus back to God. So how do we regain perspective and take a step back? It's good to get practical, right? If I could get the band to come up, that would be fantastic. You know, my first point is uh, to, to regain perspective and take a step back is we actually need to memorize scripture. It might sound like we're going a little bit old school if you're in church and, you know, maybe your whole life you've done Sunday school and you go there and like, all right, we've got memory verses. But then what happens is we get older, we stop memorizing scripture because the Sunday school teacher ain't around anymore to tell us to do it. And, uh, you know, it's a bit like school when you forget, I forgot everything I learned at school, I just don't use it. And, uh, but, but we stop doing it, we, we forget the discipline, but it's actually so important to memorize scripture, right? Because the enemy will come at you, and he'll try and tell you things about your life, and he'll try and speak it over you like it's truth. But you need to be able to come back at him with the real truth, with the word of God, and say, no, nah, 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 that's not what the word of God says. Actually, this is what he speaks about my life. God actually declares life over me. God actually declares he will never leave me nor forsake me. God actually declares that he is good and he is for me. We need to know scripture. Jesus in the desert, every time the devil spoke, he spoke back scripture. Every time the devil spoke, you know what he did? He said, hey, you're hungry. Why don't you ask for some bread and you feed yourself? God, Jesus didn't respond with, it, it, it like, oh, look, now there'll be abundant food afterwards. He, he didn't respond with a natural answer. He actually spoke in the, in the spiritual and he declared the man does not live on bread alone, Amen. but by the very word of God. 
And you see, sometimes the, the, the devil wants you to focus on the physical and the natural and forget that actually we're, we're, we're spiritual beings first. Right? And we need to respond with a spiritual response. We need to respond with the Word of God. So we need to memorize Scripture. In Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9 says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. And when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. In short, just memorize the Word of God. Get it into your life and don't forget it. Because it is your strength. It is your weapon. It, it, it is what is going to carry you through. Our minds become consumed by a set narrative. We change the narrative with the Word of God. Our minds get consumed by what others are saying. Our minds get consumed by what the news is saying and telling you. Our minds get consumed by what the boss is trying to speak over you at work. But we need to change the narrative and, and change it with the Word of God and make sure that our mindset and our thoughts and our lives are lining up with what He said because what He says is let his word become the narrative of your life. Let, become familiar with his word. You know, you're more familiar with the favorite quotes of your TV show than the word of God. Can you tell me more quotes from your favorite TV show? Can you tell me more quotes from the Bible? Maybe that's challenging. I'm not here to, to condemn you. I'm just here to go, hey, God's got something incredible to speak over your life. Get it into you. Get it into you. Get it into you. When you hear me preach tonight, you might even go, oh, that's pretty good. You know what? That word of God and the revelation is right there for you. It's the same Bible we read. You read the same Bible as Pastor Ted and Solvay. You read the same word. The revelation is there for you. The next thing I think we need to do is we need to bring God into our lives. Bring God into your life and into what you're facing. David didn't ignore the issue, but he spoke about it with God in control rather than the problem in control. We need to start to pray the promises of God over our lives. The promises of God are there for you to take hold of. They're your promises. That's what we get when we step into a relationship with Him. We actually get to receive the promises that He's spoken over His people. You can declare the promises in the Word of God over your own life because they're true for you. You know, Proverbs 18, 20 to 21 says, Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. We need to choose what we're speaking out. Right? All the time we just let our mouth talk and we don't think about it. And this rubbish comes out. I've got to be careful sometimes. Rubbish comes out. Got to be intentional about what we speak and be very careful because the words you speak are death or life. But I tell you what, why don't we choose to speak life over our life? Speak life over our situation. Speak life over your family. Speak life over what you're facing. Speak life over your workplace. Sometimes we're struggling in a workplace, right? And we're like, God, get me out of here. God, get me out of here. Sometimes actually the response is to start to speak life over your workplace 
and speak out God's goodness over your workplace and go, God, this place is rotten, but can you come and change it through me? God, could you come and change it? God, can you be my strength so I can be the light? You can change your workplace, but we've got to choose the words wisely. And my last sort of point and, and thought to, to really realign ourselves and refocus and, and, and to take a step back is we, is we mustn't wait to pray to God after we've tried fixing the problem ourselves, but we need to go to God first. Sometimes I find what we do is we just become so focused on a problem, we try and fix it ourselves. We go, God, I'm going to get myself out of this. God, and then I'll be good enough to come to you and we're going to walk. Keep walking. But what we end up doing is just getting stuck and stuck and stuck. Don't come to God whole. Come to Him broken. Don't come to Him perfect. Come to Him to be fixed. I was a PT. And I used to get so frustrated when we said, you're going to get free PT sessions when you join the gym. How good. And they used to say to me, so many people, it's happened way too often. I'll come and see you in two to three months when I'm fit enough. I said, that's absolutely ridiculous. You won't be, like, you don't come to me fit. You come to me so I can help you get fit, so I can give you the direction and the guidance so that I can help you on your journey. I'm not here to judge where you're at right now. I'm actually just here to hold you by the hand, take you forward and equip you. And God is the very same, right? He's not waiting for you to come to Him perfect. You've got your mind right. You've got your life uh, sorted out. You're right. You're looking good. You're smelling good. Everything's perfect. He just wants you to come to Him right now. Right now, even tonight in this problem, in this place, He doesn't care about your problems. He wants to have your problems and receive your problems because He's the one that can deal with them. He's the one that can heal them. He's the one that can bring you through it. He's the one that can walk you through it. He doesn't want you to come to Him perfect. He wants you to come to Him broken so that He can help fix you. God has framed your life in love, grace, and life. Yet we zoom in in just one part of the picture. And all we can see is something insurmountable. Yet if we would just take a step back and look at what God has framed for you, it is a work of art. Your life is a work of art. The way you are put together is a masterpiece. But you've got to step back and allow God to speak in your life and give you perspective. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Uh, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. God has good plans for you. Amen. You just got to seek him and allow him to show you the whole picture. Today we need to shift our perspective. You need to shift your perspective. To bring your circumstance in line with the word of truth of God. Stop allowing circumstance and the voice of popular opinion or, or the voice of work colleagues and friends to make you focus on the now and the negative, but rather tonight. Tonight, allow God to arrest your attention to help you see the bigger picture, to help you realize that, that He is sovereign and He is in control and He knows the plans that He has for you. 
Tonight, I'm just going to ask everyone in this place if just for a moment we can shut our eyes and bow our heads and just have a moment where we allow God to speak and move. You know, God doesn't want you to stand alone. Tonight, He wants you to stand in relationship with Him so that you can see the love, hope, and peace that He has for your life. Some of you, it just feels like the storm is raging and it's going on and on and and you're fighting, you're trying as hard as you can. You're like, I'm doing everything I can to get out of this. But it just keeps seeming to get me down. Life just keeps getting me down, keeps dragging me down. God wants to tell you tonight, come in a relationship with Him. Come in and join Him. He wants to help pull you out. He wants to help pull you out and set your life on a trajectory of success, on a trajectory that's filled with purpose and love and life and hope and peace. God is inviting you to begin or or maybe even to, to come back in a relationship with Him tonight. He doesn't want you to stand alone, but He wants you to know the incredible plans He has for you. If you want to start a relationship with God tonight, I just simply want you to raise your hand on the count of three. And I'm going to involve you in a prayer, a prayer where we invite God into our lives. And so if you want to come into a relationship with God and stop doing life on your own, one, He loves you and He is for you. Two, He created you beautiful and wonderful and He has a purpose for you. Three, if there's anyone in here, why don't you raise your hand in this place, nice and high so we can see. God wants to, I see that hand, I see that hand, he wants a relationship with you. Is there anyone else tonight? Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else? I'll wait another moment. God's still waiting for you. He's calling out your name. He wants to know you. Awesome. I see that hand. Come on. How good. How good. Why don't we just pray this prayer after me, church? Repeat after me, dear God. I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. And that he rose again. God, forgive me of my sins. I make you Lord of my life. Tonight I want to start a relationship with you. And live for you always. Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't we give our hands to people who made an incredible decision. It's amazing. God has changed your life forever. Changed it forever. You're not walking alone anymore. You can know His love and His peace. And you know what? I can pray for your life uh, that you would know the peace of God when you come home, when you go home tonight. I just feel like there's a storm raging. God just wants you to know when you lay your head on your pillow, it's okay. He's with you. He's giving you His peace. And it will just feel like you've had the deepest, best, most comfortable sleep ever. He's there with you. He's protecting you. He loves you. Why don't we stand in this place tonight? For those that made a decision, I just want to encourage you. You know, maybe come and see uh, myself or Pastor Ted or, or Sylvain. We, we just want to encourage you in in the decision you made and help you walk it out and uh, and we want to give you a Bible and some information and just help you 
um, and, and the decision you made. We're so excited for you. But we're not finished yet tonight. You know, we're, we're about to open up the altar, but just before we do, I just want us all shut our eyes again. You know, we're not standing alone tonight. You know, maybe tonight I think what God wants to do is He wants to shift your perspective. He wants you to help. Uh, he wants to help you see the whole picture. I know that He's got something incredible and wonderful for you. Maybe tonight you're sick and you need healing. You know, I, I want to declare over your life that you are healed in the mighty name of Jesus and your body will be made whole tonight. Maybe tonight you need a breakthrough in finances. You need a new job, just like we've been praying for. I want to declare over your life tonight that there will be a breakthrough, a provision that is supernatural and miraculous for you and your life, for, for, for finances and provision and favor. I have a feeling that tonight there's people in here and you're struggling with your mental health. You know, I want to stand with you tonight and just declare the peace of the Holy Spirit over your life. That the Holy Spirit will bring calm and will bring healing. I don't know what you're going through or, or, or what you're facing or the soreness around you. But if you need to respond to God tonight, if you need your focus changed, if you need the Word of God to be spoken over your life tonight, why don't you just raise your hand wherever you are. There's no one looking, at, uh, looking around. Let's raise our hands and respond to God. I see your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Come on, no one's looking around. Let's not get embarrassed tonight. It's just between you and God. You know, you feel like you're drowning, but it's time to, time to allow God to show you what He has for you. God, I just pray for every hand lifted and raised, Lord God. God, we just thank you for, the, uh, for, for their surrender tonight, Lord, and we just pray over their lives right now. Lord God, I just pray right now, Lord God, would you come and bring breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. Those that have sickness in their body, God, we declare healing right now, Lord God. God, the cancers will be gone. God, God, there will be complete healing in the mighty name of Jesus. The reports that the doctors have spoken saying that there isn't a cure, God. We declare in the mighty name of Jesus there's a cure tonight in Jesus' name. God, I, I, I just see restoration in the body right now, Lord God. We pray for those that are just struggling with their mental health. It's felt like years. It's felt like you've been drowning for years and years and years and you don't even know why you're still here. I'll tell you why you're still here. God still has a purpose for your life. He loves you. He, he wants you to draw close to Him. He wants to draw close to you. God, I just pray right now, Lord God, that there will be freedom, God, in people's minds right now here tonight in Jesus' name. God, God, come and bring freedom, God, in their minds, Lord God. God, God, come and bring healing where there has been no healing. In Jesus' name, Lord God, I thank you, God, that you're healing minds and bring a breakthrough. Tonight, Lord God, I just speak over those that are just struggling financially, Lord God. Would you come and provide, Lord God. God, I thank you, God, that you are more than able, Lord. God, you are more than able to provide. And so I pray, Lord God, that as people go for job interviews, God, would you give them supernatural favor, Lord God, in that interview, Lord God. God, would people look upon them and just go, I don't know why, but you're the right person. You're the right person. God, would you open up doors, open up opportunities. God, those people that even need money tonight, I pray, Lord God, that money would just fall in their lap. The people would just, hey, can I buy you dinner tonight? Hey, 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 I, I, I don't know what it is, but... I, 
I, I just need to give something to you tonight. God, I pray that you'll provide for them, Lord God. Make a way for them, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God, that you're a good God. Would you shift our perspective once again? God, will we not focus on the problem? God, but will we focus on your word and your promises? God, for your promises are good. Your promises are yes and amen. A yes and amen, Lord. So we're just going to spend a few moments in worship. As we worship God, we're going to sing the song Promises. And, and let's just focus not on what someone else has been saying about it. Let's focus on the Word of God tonight. Let's focus on His Word. Let's allow Him and His summer worship to come and just reset our perspective so that we would see the whole picture once again. And you know what? We're going to open the altar. If anyone wants to come out in the front for prayer, you just need someone to lay hands on you, to, to stand beside you and agree with you and speak the Word of God. You know, it's, it's really hard to pull yourself out of a problem. Sometimes we need a friend to stand beside us Go, hey, hey, I'm going to help you. Hey, I'm going to stand beside you. Hey, I'm going to encourage you.